looking real fresh. Well, there it is, the Fresh Talk theme song. We finally have a theme song. Right. Yay! Woo! Very exciting. We did. And, uh, I was not there for the recording of that. It was primarily a Kai and Dan project that apparently happens on booze. Hence, Kai the, bo- and Dan. hence the Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. So what was the inspiration for Bossa Nova? Because it's a very subtle jam that you guys created it's like there. It's a tiki jam. Yeah, I'm going to say the inspiration was the Greek in uh, in the harbor. In the Ventura, Ventura Harbor. If you're in Ventura, California, you want to go get a nice martini on a nice night, you can go to the Greek restaurants, good restaurant. Uh, Dan and John and I went there yeah. for martinis. It happened to be the parade of lights that same night, so we couldn't, couldn't figure find out a motherfucking parking space. So it was forever like, why is everybody coming to the harbor? Happening? Who knew? Now you got to explain what the parade of lights is to someone that has I no will. idea. But like, why is everybody going it's to the harbor? It's not a UFO occurrence. Yeah, so this restaurant is in the, har- the harbor where all the boats park because we are on the ocean because we live in paradise. And so we were, wait, we're like, why can't we find parking? It's a Friday night. What in the fuck is happening? At like six o'clock, though. It wasn't that late. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. It was like, I mean, it was sort of it's dinner seven. hour, but like, that's not, they don't exactly have the most desirable restaurants there other no. than the Greek. I mean, if you want Greek food, that's the fucking place, but like everything else, or, you know, it's, it's good. But so we go and we get in this restaurant, we sit down at the bar, and the restaurant's packed, and they hand us this menu, and it's like a set menu. Mm-hmm. We only order this, like, like five course meal we're like, it was 35 bucks ran to some friends of ours that were there and they were like oh it's a parade of lights which is this thing that happens every holiday season in the harbors here where the boats decorate themselves with Christmas lights like a gaudy house and they come through like their floats on a Disney parade so these boats decorated like Christmas houses come through like floats on a parade if that's not too strange of a Chain. No, I think, I think that's right. Okay, cool. That's exactly what happens. And we were there that night. And so we saw all these weird boats coming through with like Santas and people waving. And we were just drinking our martinis. And anyway, that's what inspired us to create that song. Martini-based fuel. Yeah, martini-based came but, from But nothing. the good news is, as we promised you, we were promised to stick with this podcast and continue to work on it and make it better. And all great podcasts have a theme song. And we, now we have a theme song, which is very exciting. So we're very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We may even make it seasonal. Who knows? Gotcha. Only two chords. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's because I know some podcasts that every year they do a new intro. That's true. Hey, I'm in. Yeah. Again, two chords. I mean, so, we we so that next night. week then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a theme song now. We're moving along, um, and uh, we're growing. We're growing. So that's our our gift to you we're all. Growers, there. not showers. Yes, it's true. It's true. Um, uh, we are recording this shortly after Christmas, but before New Year's. So how was everybody's holiday? Kai, anything exciting happen? Um, no, it was pretty, I mean, it was weird. Worked in the middle, you know, got the middle of the week off, worked Yeah, Christmas on a weekday is, is, it messes things up. Like any holiday, it's sort of a kick in the dick. Yeah, and middle of the week, yeah. the advantage of it was I came, I had a weekend, worked for a couple of days that were oddly fucking busy, and then had a couple days off, and then worked the last couple days, which were dead as shit. So, you know. But, Dan, you lived the good life because you had no work. I did not have any work at all this week. Goddamn government jobs, (laughs) man. They really (laughs) hook you up. And what have you done with this all this free time that you've Uh, encountered? Let's see. What have I done? I had a lot of whiskey. Um... Read a lot on the internet. Whiskey and read some books. You know, you know, a lot of masturbating. Read a lot on the internet. Whiskey and whacking, the two W's. <laughs> Had some good coffee. You know, it's good stuff. 
Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Nice and mellow. Good deal. Good deal. I headed uh, east uh, as I do every Christmas oriented to see all my friends and family. And I did my little East Coast tour. I was in New York State. I was in New Jersey. I was in uh, Pennsylvania. And I was in Maryland. And I even drove through Delaware. So it was a nice little tour. Quint State area. You're in Delaware. Yeah, actually, it was kind of Delaware. I was thinking about Ah, it. I was like a spoken word tour because I talked in all of those states. And when I drove through Delaware by myself, I talked to myself just to say I could do a spoken word tour, you know? I believe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was good. And it's always good to see the family. Had a good time. Had an Outback family Christmas. We went to the wonderful restaurant Outback. Oh, it really was an Outback family Christmas. Did you break yes, that yes. brown bread? I'm not into the brown bread there, but I know some are you big fans. You yeah. I didn't so do good. it. I did put a shrimp on the barbie. Oh, good. Did you have a Foster's? It's Australian for bad beer. No, I had a, a margarita. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, how's tequila? Is on the East Coast? How's tequila on the East Coast? Oh, yeah. Australian I got the good stuff. I got the good stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I asked her, like, oh, make that good, you know. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I forth. I, on Christmas Eve, I would, did go to a Japanese restaurant and had a very um, – I didn't plan to go to a Japanese restaurant. I ended up at a Japanese restaurant and had – like it was like the end of Christmas story, which was really fucking weird because I was – just me <laughs> and a bunch of new friends I just made that were mostly Japanese and one Korean dude, and we were dr- fucking drinking they in fight? a Japanese bar. No. Damn it. They were trying to – they were all named Brian <laughs> – what? I was with I was with a group of people of all different races named all named I can't even make this up all named Brian, and they were looking for other Brians, and I told them that I know it. They were looking for a Chinese Brian specifically. I said I know a Chinese Brian, so then we hung out all night. Wow. So anyway, that was an interesting Christmas Eve. <laughs> that was very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Intense. Right on. Right good on. Brians. They're good. Be- they're nice as fuck, man. Good, 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 good. And uh, how about any holiday movies? I saw two movies over the holidays, and I haven't seen a lot of movies this year, so I was very excited to see those. I saw Anchorman 2. Haven't seen it yet. How was it? Uh, It's great. It's very funny. It is not the first one, but if you enjoy Anchorman and Anchorman humor, you will absolutely enjoy it. All right. You're the first person that said it that way. But I believe you. What, have you heard good or bad? No, bad. Me too. I've oh, heard you, bad. You've heard bad. Yeah. But I've heard it from liars. I do believe that the ex- <laughs> expectations were way too high because they've shoved that movie down everybody's throat. And you have to remember, the first Anchorman is a bit of a grower. Absolutely. It's a movie that took a couple a couple watches before you really picked up on all the tiny little one well, lines. Most people did. Sure. I mean, yeah. again, the th- like, we saw that. We were talking like, about this earlier. We were talking about this earlier. We, we saw this one of the opening weeks of that movie, and it, that theater was Dead fucking yeah. empty. Except for us. Yeah. Except for us laughing our balls off in yeah. Canada offending. I mean, I absolutely <laughs> left, but the highlight of it, which I will not ruin for you guys, because it is a highlight moment, but there is a song in the soundtrack, and obviously I'm sure you guys will both see that. That's what like you guys so, are gonna see. Oh right? fuck yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so we have a new intro song, is this what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a song I will not say. What artist did it? I will not say what the song is, but you will know the second you hear it, and you especially will know the second you hear it, and you'll be stoked. You will All just right. be like, no way! It's one of those, trust me. All right. That's really good. Yeah, it's a song that wait. has a roundabout connection to us. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Very Cody? curious. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll I'm, say I'm nothing sold, more. man. I'll I'm going to go. Nothing more. I cannot wait to go see that. I, I actually feel bad about myself. 
that I have not. Yeah, seen. no, it's really, really funny. I, I just, I, I had such high expectations that I, I should have just sat back and just enjoyed that I got more Ron Burgundy in my life. But there's a part of me that just wants it to be the most epic, satisfying comedy of all time, and it, it's not yeah. that. Well, it's kind of like the second time you jerk off. You always want it to be that first time where yeah. it was kind of weird and you weren't quite sure what you were experiencing, mm. but, but then you thought about it later and you're like. That was really fucking good. I want that again. The second time, you know what's yeah, coming. By, you know, the time like, you get to that third yeah. time, yeah, you're, by the time you third time, you're, you're yeah. hooked, but yeah, it's yeah. never as good as the first one. Yeah. You know, chasing the green dragon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, man. For me, that's fucking smog. I got a big dragon to deal with. Um, so, Dan, what uh, films did you see? You said you saw something. I did. I saw. I saw the Hobbit uh, over the Christmas season. Ah. Um, so that was one one for the books, I think. Okay. So obviously, a lot of controversy on the Hobbit, even from my old man, who was devastated to hear that Kai, he said, got faulty information about the new one. Is the second one as good as the first? Because as we discussed, I think on a previous podcast, I was disappointed with the first. As I thought I. it was way too long and way too light. Yes. I, the second one is definitely better than the first. It still suffers from the same problems that the first one had. It's too long. It doesn't follow. The, I mean, clearly it can't follow the book as much. They have to invent a lot of shit. Um, yeah. I saw it in the high frame rate just sort of by accident. Oh, see, that's how I saw the first one, and yeah. I, I it ruined it for me. And I wanted, I did want to see it in 3D, and the 3D was very good because it was subtle, and it was mostly depth of field stuff, so it was, oh. it was nice. High frame rate. It took me half of the movie just to get my head around the fact that it wasn't it's so a video so game. High frame rate and 3D. Yeah, but I did. I did. Were like you 3D. in a spaceship? Yeah, I kind of felt like. <laughs> I wish I was. Okay, I would. I would rather watch that. it in in high frame rate where the movie moves faster. Yeah, they need to go. Oh, like, <laughs> can I have high not, edit? Not rate? that kind of high frame. Yeah, rate. Can I have less frame rate? Yeah, like, they need to call it high fart rate because it yeah. stinks. <laughs> Seriously, it was like watching, like I mean, was watching a video game cutscene. Yeah, it was. Just, it was so weird, warm for sure. and fuzzy, and I saw something. Like I t- you can also see like weird lines and like the makeup and. Dude, like, I know, saw. That's um, why I don't like yeah. Blu-ray. I'm the guy that doesn't like Blu-ray because I'm an old man. I, <laughs> I saw. Um, yeah, Kai watches Blu-ray. things on uh, Beta. No, I, I get. No, beta is too I, I, get, I get film prints. I'm an old man. If it's not black and white, I don't give a shit. Fair it's enough. not a flip just book. Kidding. He doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle likes pop-up books. I need one of those things where you put the, the penny in and you actually crank yeah. the reel and the monkey smokes a cigarette. That's the only way I watch movies. I saw something similar to that in Amsterdam, but <laughs> story for another it's time. for another show. Me yeah. too. Both hands were cranking. <laughs> um, so you not as good, better than the first, I, but yeah. you're not in love with it. I'm not in love with it because I just want it to be Lord of the Rings, and obviously me it too. never will be. And that movies, those, I love those trilogy those Lord of the Rings in such high esteem oh, with me. Perfect. Yeah, they're Lord of the Rings movies were so good that I only watch the extended cuts. I know. I'm with I wanted you. more. Yes, I want yes. the reverse of that for these movies, or <laughs> I want like do the extended cut of Return of the, the King. Fucking me cut. Yeah, I want to recut these early ones into, into one all movie. three of them into one fucking movie that's watchable. Yeah. It should have been. Yeah. yeah, I just I feel that the big knock on that years from now will be it should have been one great movie. Well, or it could have been two great movies too. But it makes me feel good as a Star Wars fan for all those smug motherfuckers that were like <laughs> Lord of the Rings fans that were like, our trilogy is better than yours. And like, six movies and several TV shows versus three fucking movies that were made from books. Go fuck yourself. Now, congratulations, you got your prequels, dickheads. It just makes me think of Clerks 2. <laughs> exactly. But now all those like fucking Lord hairy toed motherfuckers got their prequel. Well, That's Lord true. of the Rings basically got their Phantom Menace. Exactly. <laughs> That's how exactly. I look at it. Like, you got it. But did you want it? Yeah, but yeah. it sounds like they did not get their Attack of the Clones because it sounds like this was actually better, where I think Attack of the Clones is worse than Phantom Menace. But yeah, you're then, one of those uh, guys, huh? I am. Yeah. 
I really enjoy uh, Revenge of the Sith, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, that, I, that was the one that... I don't think anyone doubts that. that Even came the together for like, me. All right, all right, well, well again, Star Wars is a subject for another time. Yeah. Um, so, great. So, we saw some flicks, but we're here today. We're not going to do Underrated Band of the Week because this is our year-end wrap-up spectacular. Cue horns and fireworks. <laughs> we still didn't have time to go get <laughs> So, uh, basically, we're going to be talking about um, the things that we enjoyed this year in the world of music and film and whatnot and we were talking earlier and we say that not that good a year for movies not necessarily that good a year for books for books but the movies did get good but at the end of the year man the beginning of the year talk about a boring ass year pretty movies. pretty good year when though, the best for pixar movie or disney like anime movie is frozen like yeah come on, but man. good move good year for tv and music so let's start with music because that's what uh we know a lot about kai you your list is crazy kai listens kai to a list. lot of music i mean much more i believe than me or dan yeah, so we'll let, we'll let you take the floor okay um you told us earlier you do not have a favorite record of the year because you can't decide but there's three that stand out i above. can't I'd say three, man. Okay, okay. There's a lot. But okay. I'm going to start with one that I think is a band that put – it's their – they put out one record before this, one EP, and then they put this record out. And it was like they were kind of on their way. You knew what they were going to be. Gil Norton came in and produced their record and made them great like he always does for their sophomore. And I'm going to say it's it's Surfer Blood's Pythons. Oh, which good record. Me, okay. Is just, it's when Weezer broke my heart many years ago. I wish they would have never made another fucking record and we could just have Surfer Blood. Because this is like if Weezer and Smoking Popes got together and made a weird, dark record. Like the lyrics are kind of dark and kind of violent and I just, I think it's, and no one has listened to this. It hasn't sold, they're doing nothing and it's, it's, it's perfect, man. It's, it's the band is Surfer Blood. Surfer Blood, and the name of the record is Pythons. Pythons, and I Which will back you on this because one of the, my favorite records of the year. I'm sure you're happy to find out is Surfer Blood Pythons, Woo! which took you which, a little while. And it's it's I would not know shit about this record without Kai. He, he nor would I. He violently insisted that everybody in our band listen to it, and I got to agree with him. It's almost kind of like I, I want to say almost like a space age Weezer, but there's hooks all over it, and, and the I, I, I are just weird, but they're a little weird, and that's yeah. why it's a bit different from Weezer. But it it was a grower. I didn't dislike it when I first heard it, but it was okay. Second time I was like, cool. Third time I'm like, wait a minute. And the fourth time I was like, holy shit! I think this is one of my favorite records of the year. I mean, there's big hooks on it. And I think there's a Huge. lot of shots in it to bring back Absolutely. one of Dan's uh, most underrated it's bands. The tones yeah. are the Absolutely. tones are indie. It sounds indie. It's like it's a Gil Norton mm. kind of muddy, kind of dark sounding. Okay, but. Uh, great, me, yeah, great. I really think, and honestly, um, hopefully some of the people listening to this are actual Army of Freshmen fans. I think if you dig Army of Freshmen, that is a band and a record that you would like. It's not like, yeah, hey, something definitely. that Chris or Kai or Dan listens to that has nothing to do with our band. It's, it's There's like a our lot band of in, a, in a, like a bad mood. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, you know, and spacey. Yeah, spacey, but that's just yeah. the sound. That's just there's yeah. a lot of reverb. It's 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 you know it's it's cool. surf or blood. There's well, some surf rock ass element to it. Dan, why don't you throw us one of your favorite records of the year, and we'll we'll go around the horn, and okay. then we'll let Kai just fucking tweak for a minute because he's a got a lot of records out there that you love. I mean, I I would have to say that my favorite record, and I definitely love the Surfer Blood record. My favorite record this year 
has got to be the the Biffy Clyro record. Oh, opposites. Yeah. It was just my God. You guys are just Biffy Clyro, man. Because they're fucking incredible. Um, I didn't listen to everything they put out, but I listened to Puzzle a fuckload. I listened to the one after that. Kai helped me with the title. I don't remember it. It's got the. People on the Only cover. Revolutions. Only Revo- What's weird Revolutions, is I, I, yes. I was totally blanking, and it's actually named after a book that I love too, which yeah. is fucking weird. And that record Mark is Daniel Zuski. That record's great, also. But this record, fucking, just they took it to the next level. It's they did. It's twenty fucking songs. It's a double disc, and they're all actually incredible. I listen to it when I work out. I listen to it when I just want to relax. Like it's a fucking fantastic record. Wow. It showcases their abilities, songwriters as musicians. Musicians. I just have to bite the bullet and start listening. You to do. Them. You do. You I definitely do. Because this and this is the perfect one because it's it, like their records started out very like aggressive and fucking weird and noisy and they they kind of went to like almost dancier and like they went through this weird they've gone on this path this journey upward and this was like the this is like the the greatest hits but it's all new songs hey, i mean what? it's you know what i think we should do i and again uh, you guys feel free to overrule me but i think we should make this podcast about music because it's just what, sure. like i think we can do another podcast to tackle tv and movies I'm and books you. i think we got to do music or this yeah. is going to be four friggin hours i mean yeah. let's do year end spectacular music wrap up you cool with that that's fine yep. cool cuz i just already see it going in a place right, where yeah, we're yeah. just off and running i've got you know? too much to say about this yeah, exactly. this is great music that's happening now right yeah. Biffy Clyro. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, this is like their. It's it's literally like a seeing a band's career put in front of your eyes, but with a modern recording, and it's just brilliant. I mean, is that uh, your favorite record of the year, Dan? If you had to pinpoint one, if in I had the, to pick in the, one, in the Dammies for the Dammies for best record, the of Dammies. The year. <laughs> yes, that would be it. And it, it came out Spoonies. early in the year. Like we Yes, it's it's the number one spoonie. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a plastic statue of him spooning a chick with a thumbs up. No, him spooning with the record. Wink. <laughs> yeah, spooning a record <laughs> over his ween. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Where else? What? What else happens with a spoon? You don't just you don't just cuddle, Jay Man. It's taking a dark turn. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do. <laughs> what do you think that? Where's that hand supposed to go? <laughs> so yes, Biffy Clyro opposites is uh, is my favorite pick. Great, great. Spooning and all, Jay Man. What's yeah. yours? Balance yeah. rocks, Poppy. I would say my favorite record of the year. And um, I have been a longtime fan of this band, a band that I also feel is very underrated, although they are a successful band. Kai, of course, heard it first, came to me and said, you're going to freak out. It's the best record that they've made in years. And he's absolutely right. Saves the Day's self-title record that came out this year is a fucking masterpiece. And if not their best record, easily the second best record that they ever made, in my opinion. Bold statement. Bold statement. And and potentially accurate. Bold statement, but I'm coming there. It is a journey. It is is. hopeful. It is dark. He continues to be one of the best lyricists in rock and roll. His lyrics or like poetry he's got a song about one of his friends i assume getting beat up by just some punk and it's called xenophobic blind left hook i defy anybody (laughs) to write a song called xenophobic blind left hook that's good and use that that sentence or that that phrase in the song not a fallout boy title like great title bad song um we're talking about like a great song in general there's a song on there it's a love song it's called uh beyond all time and at first i wasn't sure if i liked it but the second or third time i heard it i was like well that's one of the most beautiful things i've ever heard in my life i just wish it was put later in the record my only gripe with that is that i think it's it's intense and it's unlike that dude and it's too soon in the record oh it's just but it's beautiful but again that record and i think it hit me at a time sometimes you hear a record and for whatever reason 
and it just works sure. for you. Like Damasog Mountain, it's a record that I've I've run to and just had some moments, just fallen in love with that record. And it, it, he, Chris Conley, the the main guy in Saves a Day, continues to be, I think, one of the most underrated and best songwriters that is current in rock and roll. And I just have such respect for that band. And I just really think that they made a special record and and it's a record that in a perfect world should win a Grammy. It's a record that you should hear songs from it on the radio, but we just don't live in that world. And I think it's more of a, it's popular with their fans, but it is a tour de force folks. I mean, if, again, if you are a fan of our band, that is a record and a band that I think we, everyone in our band loves and has been an influence and, Can't and say. this record spread a little bit too. Buse is on the train now. Like it's it's slowly getting around oh, the circle. The, the just hooks, the lyrics, the mm. stories. The it's uh, a shame Jan, that you got they, to go there yet. No, I feel like I fucked up. I'm not listening oh, to it yet. I'm really excited. Boy, you boy. you will find stuff on there. You dig? I really, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, I love Saves yeah. the Day. And I was so happy to really find a record of theirs that I fell in love with again. So that that would be my personal favorite record of the year. But again, it meant something to me. I, and I related actually, to some things. On John it. went to see them. John, how were they? this tour? That I did. They were awesome, of yeah. course. Yeah, I saw them uh, actually also with the first time I've ever seen Into It, Over It, which was really did good. Did you like who, who are playing in Ventura? Uh, Santa Barbara. Ventura. Oh, really? California, the 31st of January, and you and I have a date. You I'm don't in. know about it. Dude, oh, there so you go. good. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Saves the Day killed it, though. I mean, they are always such a great show. And, that guy's... And they played for a fuckload of time. Dude. And if you ever want to follow somebody positive on Twitter, follow Chris from Saves the Day. Seriously, everything he says is just so hopeful, and with most people, I wouldn't buy it and call bullshit, but I've... Uh, thankful enough that I've met him very briefly on one or two occasions and he's just been a wonderful positive great human being and I just I just have such respect and it's just a tour de force record for me it really touched me in a lot of ways that's my favorite record of the year Kai, let's keep the train going. We got Surfer Blood. We got Biffy Clyro. We got Saves the Day. I, you could call it a day there. Those are three fucking great bands. Those might be my three favorite records. Okay. But I've got to go with this next one. That's a band. I'm, unfortunately, this is a band I'm only going to be able to talk about because I guarantee you nobody else in this room has even fucking heard of this band. <laughs> oh, snobby guy. No, this is not being snobby. This is just, and right? it breaks my heart. But it's because they're from Northern Ireland and they don't get over here all that often. But oddly enough, we have a weird six degrees with this band. Anyway, they're called And So I Watch You From Afar. Weird name. We actually played a festival in outside of Amsterdam with this. And this band played our same stage later in the day. And I was losing my mind and trying to be like, dude, bros, we got to see this. And everybody's like, no, we got to go see fucking titties in fucking Amsterdam. I'm like, you know what? You're right. We got to do, we do got to go see titties. (laughs) In history of peeing myself in my head, I imagine Kai being the one like, no, we've got to see titties in Amsterdam. (laughs) Well, I may have been conflicted about the situation. Anyway, they played on that stage, huh? They played on that stage. And that was they, a bizarre festival, wasn't it? Super bizarre. It was they, like boardwalk. Like you were, we're walk. It was weird. There was like, we were on the Jack Daniel stage, and like normally for us to be on a Jack Daniel stage, we like, oh my god, it's free Jack Daniels. But we no Jack not. Daniels. No, we there was no Jack Daniels anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was bullshit. We got a bunch weird. of extra large teas yeah. and naps. Anyway, they put out a record this year. They're <laughs> called All Hail Bright Futures, which is unbelievable. It's our third record. Okay. They're all instrumental. Listen. Four dudes from Northern Ireland and seen them live, put on one of the best live shows I've ever seen. They just, it's one of those shows where you see people and you, 
they're having so much fun that you cannot enjoy yourself. And I promise, even if you guys didn't dig the tunes, you'd see them and be like, oh my God, like they're just, they're playing their fucking hearts out. I, I love that. Not. I'm so ready for bands that are having a and good time. I'm really, are. I'm just, no, oh, I'm sick of seeing bands dude, that don't enjoy themselves. These dudes are not yeah. pretentious. They're a bunch of dudes in fucking t-shirts and they fucking do it. And it, they put out or their first record, which was good. Their second record called Gangs, which was a masterpiece a couple years ago. And th- like I read a review that said, if gangs sounded like a call to war, all hell the bright futures is the victory march. And I completely agree. It's the most mm. positive. It's like I listen to that shit in my car and I'm like I just wanna like I feel like I've won the fucking lottery. There's just something about these tunes and they make you there it's all instrumental again with there's vocals but it's like padded and it's like chants and really? things. Cool. It's not it, and it's not it, this isn't I'm not talking about like gnarly metal or anything crazy. It's it's just rock music but it's it's just so positive and so fun and their sh- live show has this great organic it's just cool. it's brilliant cool. man it's something that i think everyone needs to hear and you will you you uh, it, and it, the name it, of the band and record again and so i watch you from afar horrible fucking name i know <laughs> Sounds like album a is band. called All Hail the Bright Futures. I know that's terrible, but cool. just fucking trust me. One of your me. favorite records of the year, huh? Without Excellent. a doubt. I will check that out because wow. I, for for me, basically all the records I do fall in love with, usually Kai gives me a heads up on it. Being friends with Kai is like having your own sort of like DJ that, you know, he's not going to hit the ball for you every time, but, you know, he's you, you put him in the starting lineup. He's going to get you on base at some point. You know? I mean, I try to know what you guys are like, yeah. what my friends like yeah. to because I do listen to Wait, I drive a lot. You like that? You do. <laughs> Dan, who you got next? Uh, God, my second second favorite record of this year is probably it's it's got to be the Less Than Jake record. Nice, great, nice. See the light. It's one of uh, our underrated bands here on Fresh Talk. It was indeed, and it was. Um, I had actually hadn't listened to it when it came up as the underrated band, and I gave it a run. And holy shit, it's it's everything you said. I mean, it's less than Jake to a T. It's everything they used to do and everything they still do, yeah. but d- exactly as you want them to do it. They don't fucking fuck it up. They have their punk influence. They have their ska influence. And it's, it's what you want yeah, less than Jake good. to be. It sounds fantastic. Great harmonies. Like, oh, harmonies are amazing. Great, like, yeah, There's not much more you can say about less than Jake. they've really you know? hit their stride. Like, yeah. They're now... I felt like there was a little time there not they were making they were still making good records but they were kind of like trying to figure out where they were gonna and they've now the last two records to me is like three i'll go with last three uh salutations greetings and gnv fla or whatever the fuck Mm. it's called yeah that's what it's about they've they've figured it out yeah lesson jake i think we would all agree that's probably Mm. on all three of our lists as one of the best records of the year great record great record Um, I'm going to go with one that I think is going to surprise you guys because I do get around a little bit in indie circles. <laughs> um, one of my favorite records is a, is a duo that's really caught fire in the past year or so who we had the pleasure of meeting and in some ways playing with, The Front Bottoms. Oh, oh well, good. Interesting. Yeah, wow. You. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Talon of the Hawk, which came out this spring, is their most recent record. And I am a They Might Be Giants maniac, as you all well yeah. know, although they have disappointed yes. me in recent years. I forgive you, John and John. But, uh, with but that, only the last record. The record before yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. With, but with that Join said, us was great. I feel like this is sort of, in some ways, uh, a new They Might Be Giants. Yeah. It's indie. It's punk. It's punk. It's yeah, yeah, you're right it's about catchy. that. It's catchy. There's very creative, interesting lyrics. Their lyrics are great. I mean, I think it's way up your alley, Dan, if you haven't had a chance to really dig I haven't. I mean, Ed was raving about them. You know, yeah. Dude, I, it, 
And one and hey, yeah. listen, they actually in an I interview first- said that one of their favorite bands that they saw in the UK was Army of Freshmen. So I am a so sucker for full a compliment. Of you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm a sucker for a sucking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude, if you dig us, I dig you. It's very simple. Um, with that said, but uh, the Dave Murray Giants comparison is, is great. I never put that together, but you're and, you absolutely know, oddly act, enough, that's, they're, that's they're on bar none, which very early in they might be Giants career were they might be Giants were connected to bar none. You know, which is an East Coast kind of indie type yeah. label. I don't know the exact uh, connection and if they're directly out on bar none, but dude, cool guys, down to earth, Jersey guys came from, from what they told me, a hardcore scene, developed their own sound, and oddly enough, they're coming to Ventura, the Ventura Theater on this weird like four band like winter party Wait, tour. Really? We gotta go see. It's it, not is a it big the theater, tour. Is it the upstairs? You know they're doing small shows in the theater now. That's entirely possible that it's that. Because that's where this Into It Over It show that John Evers talked about, oh, cool, that cool, I was cool. talking to John about. But I really recommend, that's a band, again, if you're a fan of Army of Freshmen, I really think that, first off, they deserve the support because they're really solid guys, but they made a really good, catchy, yes, cookie, they definitely cool did. record, and I like what they stand for, and I know they're getting and a lot of love. And their name's hilarious. Oh, it's great. Yes. And they're getting a lot of love in the indie scene. You know, like, they're kind of like, as much as I think alternative press is basically turned into the devil's Bible, and they've just totally sold themselves out, and I'm very, I'm not a guy that attacks many places, but I literally think that that magazine has gone to shit. I just think they're attempting to get anybody to read Whatever they can anything. do to yeah, it's got fucking internet age. But in some ways, you know. I think they sold out the scene that they came from. Different story, different time. They definitely But do. they back front bottoms, and it's one of the, you can still occasionally open up an alternative press and see a good review of a real band, and that to me is one of them. But I love Talon of the Hawk. Talon of the Hawk. It's a great record. I highly recommend it for anybody, and it, it has a lot of different flavors. So that would be another record that I love that came out this year. What's your favorite flavor? I'm a peanut butter, man. Whoa, that's good a, choice. That's a crazy good choice. flavor. Yeah, you took mm-hmm. me for a loop. I like that. Well, and ice cream, speak. Not straight peanut I, butter, but I peanut butter I still appreciate that you didn't say chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, great records. So while we're talking about Into It, Over It, I'm going to go with another band that put out actually not one but two EPs this year. So I'm going to count them as one. Brand new fucking band. It's a like a super group, sort of. It's the dude from Into It, Over It, which is only one dude. And it's a guy that's been in a bajillion bands, Cap and Jazz, American Football, bunch of like shoegazery, 90s, you know, what what our generation calls emo and what, I don't know what younger kids that call starting line emo call this, but I don't know. They probably didn't listen to them. Anyway, they're called There, 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 spelled three different ways, T-H-E-I-R, T-H-E-Y, apostrophe, R-E, T-H-E-R-E. I do not know that band. It's the first band that I have not heard you talk about it at all. That's it. Yeah, that's only Dan's only here because again, this is a they just put out two EPs very recent. Like one was in like maybe September. Is one called here, here, here. No, but that's <laughs> good. No, one's called like Analog Weekend and one's called Self Titled. Two EPs, one six songs, one three songs. Both just came out. Fucking beautiful. It's like modern, like Bradish or Hammer. I don't know. It's very musical and technical. The music is insane. If you just listen to music and you tune out the vocals, it it will. It, it will complicate your life. But the vocals are poppy and hooky, and it's like you just listen to melodies, you can totally f- not even pay attention to what's happening. It's just beautiful and brilliant, and two EPs. It, Great. Please check there, it out. There, there, there. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. What do you got, Dan? Uh, I sort of have a on the fencer for me uh, because I really, really, really wanted to love this record. I got one or two of those this year for sure. And uh, it doesn't have to be a best of 2013. It's just it's a wrap up. So. I really liked some of this record, and I was kind of let down by the rest of it. Um, there he is. I know where you're going. Do you? 
I, I don't. Uh, is it the new Daft Punk record? Oh, Jesus Christ. Which I know, I know that's your reaction, but I, I really enjoy that band. I like their old records. Band, I, loosely, I, loosely termed. I like those two guys that push buttons. I really enjoy those programmers. <laughs> Call it what you will. Uh, but, you know, I, I liked the single. I liked a couple tracks. And uh, by and large, though, I was kind of let down by it. It was kind of a bummer. I know you're not surprised Weird. at all. <laughs> I mean, I've been let down by that scene. <laughs> I'm not part of the scene. But I'm just so the sorry. record didn't do for you what you had hoped. Exactly. It Even was, though people love the shit out of that record. I mean, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, that was a big record. It was yeah. huge. Yeah, they like, had I put think out they were like on the cover of Rolling Stone. They were, they, no, they were. They were wearing their helmets. Yeah. They hadn't put out a record in like 10 years, and it was, you know, it was hugely... You know why they weren't on the, the cover before? Because they hadn't had helmets. They uh-huh. figured out their gimmick. Um, isn't that that band that looks like the uh, dudes that... No one knows what they look like. I don't know. They're in Tron. They wear helmets. Oh, uh, I thought they looked like the uh, the bad guy stormtroopers in Spaceballs. Yeah, no, they do. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> gotcha. See, you only know them with helmets, too. So, so they half let you down. They half let me down. I mean, I gave it an honest shot, and there are songs on there that I really like. But some of their Dan, other... Dan will listen to some EMD. Dan will Dan will dip his foot in the electronic dance music I do. world. I'm the only one here that does that, and I that's okay. Ha- have you? Are, <laughs> are you into the Skrillex <laughs> thing? I do. I do like Skrillex. I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. Sweet. Don't judge me. Well, you know, I'm already judging. <laughs> it's be- it gets better than that. But I've already judged. It's I all right. Know. It's just it's not new judgment. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about. We'll have a great debate about EDM, but it'll end in violence. <laughs> it um, might be the last fresh. This is yeah. the last fresh cast. Yeah. Sorry, fresh talk. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to something that's not EDM at all. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's human beings actually making music together on instruments. Huh. Um, there was a, a, in this day and age a live record. No one does and, that. And a tribute record that came out this year that oh I think boy. I'm going to throw you guys for. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine um, <laughs> you already did. <laughs> uh, it was called Love for Levon, and it was a live I concert. Did actually, it was a live yeah. concert, a double disc of a recording of a concert for. Levon Helm, the longtime drummer of the band who passed away last year in 2012, yeah. I believe. And they did a concert in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and it, it's a who's who of people. And when in you that see the world. band drummer, he was actually the drummer for the band. The band. The band. The band. <laughs> the band. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Levon Helm fan. Um, I think he was incredible in his time and all the b- different projects that he was in, including the band. You got and to see him live like a, a little yeah, while ago. Shortly man. before he died, I saw him just a few months before he passed away. He could barely see sing, played drums, but he had a bunch of different people singing. Steve Earle opened up. Jenny Lewis opened up. It was just a badass show. It was a really special show. And it was a real joyous night because people were just happy that he was alive kind of deal. But that life and energy and intensity is on this record and it's fun. And they do a bunch of the band songs and a bunch of, everybody does a different song, but I'm a huge John Prine fan. And he does Dylan's When I Paint My Masterpiece, which is a song that Levon Helm did. And John Prine's had throat cancer. His vocals aren't what they were and they never really were in the first place, but he does this great rendition, and it's a fun live. Sometimes it's fun to listen to a live record because yeah. every song's different. You're Only, not listening to the yeah. same artist, and there's a joyous feeling to it, you know. When a live record is done like that, where it is like you feel like you're in the party and an event, that, where you can sometimes feel, it feels weird, but that's one where like I mean, I literally like I remember driving in my car like. Oh, 
fucking like yeah, cheering. feeling it. And it's not a yeah. record I think you're going to go back to a hundred times, but to give it one or two good lessons, listens, it's definitely the live record of the year yeah. for me. And it's for a real great guy, a really great cause. And it's just a big, epic, joyous record that celebrates a time in music that's rapidly going away. A lot of those people are dying flat yes. out, you oh, know, yeah, and yeah. it's a real celebration, you know, love. So that record is called uh, Love for Levon, and it came out this year, and it's a great record. Highly recommend it. For Dylan fans, especially Dylan and the band fans, you know. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Can I cut in? Uh, yeah, yeah, please. Johnny's, Johnny's cutting, cutting in. in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my favorite TV shows uh, of the year. Oh, yeah. Which, yes. oh. I finally caught up. I, finally I, I have two left to go. Oh, man. Oh, so my goodness. <laughs> you well, motherfucker. <laughs> when they're up on those yeah, fucking so back. good. He says it so great. Oh, it's it, interesting that you do that because I'm about to bottle my pee. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what do you got there? Uh, okay, so I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm going to try to, Name the genre. Kai can correct me if I'm wrong here, but <laughs> Sweetmo. Um, Sweetmo. Uh, it's like post hardcore grunge. I so, know that, man. Uh, anyway, you've, you've uh, already out two me. two bands, two bands, two records this year. Uh, Daylight. Yeah, um, yeah. Also played with Saves the Day and Into It Over It at the Troubadour. Yes, okay. and they were awesome. And uh, the name of the record is Jar. Just good, heavy, like grungy. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. Like hummish. Yes. More aggressive hum. Absolutely. And then uh, along the same vein, in the 90s. Uh, Balance and Composure, they released their second Oh, yeah, you talked about that record a lot oh, this year. New record's good. The it last good. one was better, but the new one's pretty fucking good. I'm into it. Okay. Not over it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what are those two bands again, Sean? Uh, that's uh, Daylight. Daylight. And the record is Jar. And then the second band was Balance and Composure, and the record is, uh, I can't remember the name of that record. <laughs> it's the new one. The new one, yeah. Yes. So, and you're saying that's, BNC. that's on the heavier side of things, correct? No, it, 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 it's, no, it's no. It's melodic, definitely but it's not. just uh, slower tempos, yeah. a lot of, like, breakdown-y kind okay. of. Nothing more than, like, a drop-D, nothing, I mean, it's not yeah. heavy. Uh, the name of the record is The Things We Think We're Missing. Excellent. Cool. We're covering a lot of musical grounds yeah, here. Absolutely. Yep. That's one thing that you can say about uh, us in general as people is we do listen to a lot of different music, which is cool. You would be interested to be in our van on tour Woo. when it's because it, the driver Woo. got to choose and it was you just never fucking knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and God forbid you were in that very first bench seat and someone was driving and they no just were not. Yeah. You were not on the same vibe because there's nothing you could do about no, that. No, fuck no, shit. no, no, no. <laughs> God um, forbid it's middle night driving. I'm driving because I felt bad for you, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Kai would play some raging oh. shit, dude. Um, what do you got next, Kai? So I'm going to go with uh, another band. Uh, been around for a while, and they just keep on with the hits, man. Third record, beautiful. The band is Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. And so they they really took a departure. The first two records to me were sort of continuations from one another. The first yeah. one was like, okay, we made this record. It's fucking like Paul Simon gone, like indie slash kind of with a slight indie punkish 80s vibe, a new wavy thing. Second one was like, okay, now we did this with a budget and we made it even better. And the new one was like, we fuck that shit. We're doing something completely different. And what I heard a really weird, pretentious story. Like they were in the studio and they'd play a song and someone would be like, God, that's really fucking catchy. And so they would like scrap it and start over again. I don't know if that's true, but what's beautiful about this is it was actually produced the whole record by 
Ariel, who was the lead singer Goldberg? and premier, premier wow. songwriter of The Hippos. He produced who, The Vampire no Yes, he did. Record. We will talk about this band, yes, The Hippos. No, it's coming. Yeah, that he's a, dude. He's like a legit producer now. Like he is legit. a straight up music producer. You don't producer. get much more legit than I mean. I mean and, that's a massive fuck. and massive record. And and here's the thing. I mean, it's like it was not expected to do well. And actually, the singles are getting a little bit of play. And mm. it's it's called Modern Life for Vampires. I think. And, and that guy, like that. out of all the records that we've talked about so far, I think that's the first one that is being on like major. That's critics, a six, you know, top. 10, 20 records of the year. I, I've seen that on several and magazines and blogs. It's, it's kind of a crossover record. Yeah, like, sure. let's face it, as good as the front bottoms are and less than Jake are, they're just not going to be taken seriously by real music critics, unfortunately. Sure. But Vampire sure. Weekend is one of those bands that gets that type of respect. They know? do. I mean, and, but they're also on a major label. You know, yeah. It's a different They get game. money put God, in. This probably, is that the first band that we talked about that's on a major label? Uh, probably. No, and Daft Punk. Oh yeah. yeah, that's huge. And they, I mean, yeah. they played totally. this over the summer. They played at at fucking Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> like this is a big ass band. But they're that's the point is huge. they're a big ass band that not none of us here could name one of their songs except for the one that's the theme song to Step Brothers. No one else here could name one of their other fucking <laughs> songs. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wow, what a tune. That's their that's their first hit. Yeah. That's, that's such an amazing, see? perfect you, song. Yeah. Say, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's for, especially for that scene. Just like yeah, literally, yeah. I remember watching Step Brothers, and when that song came in, I was like, I don't know what song this is, but literally there's no other song that would tell that Step Brothers intro as perfectly I as I truly that. think this is a band you'd actually like, because it's it's literally, it's dude, it's the most Paul Simon thing you'll ever, and wow. like again, I, you know, I gotta I go there. Simon. I really gotta you go do. there. It's, it's and it's fucking great. Like the last record before this, Contra, I think is where you start, because this one's a little moodier, but God, the lyrics, his lyrics, same thing. Okay. He's on another fucking level of, and he makes you uncomfortable with the shit he's singing about him. He'll sing about like sex and and a relationship and religion and tie it all in and make you feel fucking weird about wow. it. And like, and still like at the same time, and I being antisocial, yeah. it's weird. Well, it's cool. Maybe. Something like that's that big. I mean, yeah. it sounds like one of those breakthroughs. And their live show is unbelievable. It's not designed to be big. You hear, big. you hear the record and you're like, okay, that's cool. You can do that in a studio. It's it's because it sounds, it's like the Radiohead thing. It sounds electronic, but when you see them live, they play everything is fucking analog. That's and incredible. And they play it and it's, Perfect. Every v- weird vocal note that sounds like it's a vocoder doing his vocals, uh, he'll fucking kill it live. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah. What you got, Dan? Um, you got another one that I'm sort of half in love with. Uh, it's the, the newest Alkaline Trio. Only oh, half in love. Yeah. Couldn't, My goodness. You know, it's it's Dan better Clark. than the last two records, I think. It's, it's their best record since From Here to Infirmary, and don't you try to say otherwise. Tell me that... Good morning. The Crimson is awesome. I thought Crimson was great also. Oh, you're all liars. <laughs> That's because Kai goes just a little you backstory got in on the real floor, fast. Though. Kai, was in Al- he, Kai was the guy that was in Alkaline Trio before everybody else, and it wasn't bullshit. He actually was. He was on to them very, very early due to his weird connections to the strange ska world that was somewhat somewhat connected yes. to Alkaline Trio. Due to the fact that their bass player, Dan, was in a be- the best ska band of all time called Slapstick from Chicago. That's yeah. the only reason why so I know So Kai him. was hip to Alkaline <laughs> Trio before everybody, so forth and so on, so therefore he really leans towards early, early Alkaline Trio because it has a place in his heart, and he feels that after From Here to Infirmary, they not lost the... No. Not true. I like I like up... The Crimson is their black album to me. That's okay. where the I they started to get a little weird. Okay, okay. It's, you know... But you think this new one is their best? No. No, not the sorry, since no, from their from best since From Here to Infirmary. I like it actually better than Good Morning upon now, and Good Morning, don't get me wrong, that took me over just like it did all of you on that tour where everyone yes, was it played it forever and ever and ever and See, ever I, and I ever I like and ever. I like From Here to Infirmary more than Good Morning. 
Oh, yeah, me too. But I'm saying Good Morning took over our lives. When it came out, it was like the next best. It wasn't From Here to Infirmary, but it was still good. This one, I think, is between the two. It's not as good as From Here to Infirmary, but it's better than Good Morning. Mm. That's what I say. Interesting. But I also take it in the consideration they put an EP with it that has one of my favorite Dan songs of all time called Broken Wing, which I think was not put on the record. It was just put on these B-sides, which they put out as another EP. But if you listen to it with the whole record, it adds a little bit. Mm. I have not heard the EP. I'll have to look it up. It's, It's on the Spotify. Okay. Right on. Well, Kai just told us all about your favorite record. Damn it! Never said it was my favorite record. It's just a, it's a yeah. pick from this year. Yeah, if you were you were starting to poo on it. I, I was won't not. stand for that. No, I was just saying it couldn't keep my attention the entire way through, like some of their older oh. records can. What songs are you not into? It's not that I'm not into it. They just didn't like. I wasn't like I need to finish this fucking record right now. Like I just never got to that point. Do you like it better than Crimson? No, no, I don't. I know. I can see okay. your heart breaking. Hey, That's fine. It's all right. We can huh. agree to disagree. Huh. Fair enough. I'm going to go agree with a record that uh, is, this is totally a plug, and I don't give a shit. It was recorded here at Archive Studios where we do the podcast, but my friend, who I was happy and lucky enough to co-produce the record, Adam McDonough's debut record, Coast to Coast, is an incredible incredible singer-songwriter record. It's a real tour de force. He's an artist that I think that's been writing great songs for years. He finally went solo and got out of some of the projects that he was in. And if you're into just good, solid songwriting and great vocals, it's a real special record. And it's a special record for me because I finally got to work with him after being friends with him and us having played with him and his bands multiple times. And it was also the first full-length record that was done here at Archive Studios. And it's, 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 it's pretty goddamn special, man. I mean, I think that that's an artist that really has a bright, bright future. I mean, there's one or two ballads on there that I would put up against any ballad written by anybody this year. There's a song called Precious Love about his grandmother who passed away that is just unbelievable. There's a song about the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. And when people start talking about heavy topics like that, the songs are usually, let's face it, a little forced. He wrote an amazing song about that. And the songs that rock, rock. And it's just a great record. And Dan sings gang vocals on it. So I don't know what makes a record one of the best <laughs> records of the year more than Spoonman Gangs. You know, That's one of the things that brought the record down, actually. <laughs> Lots of couple points for Spang that. Bang vocals. Mm-hmm. Dan, you want to mention that record at all, John, since you were, you were the engineer and it was done here at your studio? I mean, do you feel that way about it? Absolutely. Uh, I think you said everything great that could be said about it. I mean, Adam's a great guy, great songwriter. I'm proud of it uh, for my end of it. Yeah, and, and John mixed the entire record. Have him in here. It was great. Yeah. Mm. And he's a he real artist. He's really special. Yeah. If, if It's like, you know, if you could take... He is what John Mayer should be, like a uh, decent yeah, dude who writes great songs or that can Jason play Raz or Jack Johnson. Any of those, yeah, any of those he guys. could be on He's the level. A thousand with, times talented. Any one yeah. of those motherfuckers. Talk about underrated bands. Man. Yeah, underrated. He's an underrated, underrated guy. Artist. But hopefully, Absolutely. this record came out this year. But it's really going to get the push next year. That's when a lot of things are coming into play, like the video and the touring. So I'm really excited for him. I think it's a bright future, and I really recommend anyone to seek out and support a real, honest, hardworking, good artist and Adam McDonough. And it ain't easy to be un known to make a full length in this day and age it just isn't you know m-c-d-o-n-o-u-g-h m-c-d-o-n-o-u-g-h yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. adam mcdonough and the record is coast to coast and it was recorded right here at archive and it's it truly is one of my favorite records of the year you guys want to do one more round and then maybe we could spit off a bunch of others because i know you've got a ton kai yep i just just let them have it man yeah take cool. it take the floor no well, let's, do let's do one more round let's do one more round what do you got kai well, fuck, man. You give me one more. I know. <laughs> well, one more to, to, to pontificate on. 
All right, then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one, another band that I felt like had been working, and a lot of people started to love them. And every record they got a little more love. But they finally made their fucking. They finally did it, and that's Frightened Rabbit with oh. a record called Pedestrian Verse. And I know your brother, My BJ Skizzle. BJ Skizzle. He was, would agree with me on that. He was record. way onto the Frightened Rabbit. But, very yeah, early. Goldie too. He was into the early Goldie. I turned Goldie onto that shit, but he <laughs> and he, and he brought it up in the van. That's all. Did he shit really? In, 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 in England. Good. At least he finally because he when he I first had him listen. I'm like, hey, dude, it's here's like a. It's like if Biffy Claro and singer-songwriters had a baby. They're from Scotland, which is actually th- several of my favorite records this year yeah. from Scotland. There's some weird thing happening in Scotland with music right now, and it's fucking badass. Anyway, they put out a record called Pedestrian Verse, and it's just, it's indie, it's angry, it's cool, it's melodic as fuck. The instrumentation is great, and the lyrics are fantastic. I mean, a guy literally talks about like, I'm going to be the, like the first opening song, the opening lyric is about him being the guy that's going to be in the corner trying to fuck your girlfriend. Hmm. Like talking, not trying to fuck her, but like, I'm going to be the guy talking to your girlfriend in the corner. Like, and you're going to come up and get pissed off about it. I just think that's fucking ballsy as anything for like a, you know, a band that's trying to get some cred. I mean, it's, he's pretty real. His lyrics are really, hmm. it's not as that blatant. I'm, I'm completely pissing on his poetry, but anyway, that's, uh, give it rabbit. a listen. Frightened rabbit, pedestrian verse. Hmm. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay. It's so brilliant. Well, I'm I'm going to go big with this one. Um, and again, it wasn't, you know, my favorite record of the year, but it's a record that I enjoyed. Um, uh, the, the new Jay-Z record. Oh, absolutely. Oh, That's my nice. wow. Absolutely. It's a fucking huge record. I mean, many, obviously, many Magna people, Carta, Holy Grail. Many people feel like it's his best record in quite a few years. I would, I would agree with that. I agree with that. And I've, been, I've also read some bad reviews of it too. There's so, some people that said he just recycled it to the point that there's nothing left. See, I disagree. I think what he did is he took exactly what's happening new. in hip hop right now that like slower beats and like the, the auto tune and like the, the creepy, what, what's happening with like dudes like Wiz Khalifa and the, the odd future and all that. He took what they're doing and he, he, like Rick Rubin did, and he made it be like, okay, so here's what you guys are trying to do. Here's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Fucking, he, he raised the bar yeah. so high. He, it, but like every one of his records that he does, that everyone's like, I don't know, it's fucking kind of bullshit because the songs are catchy. And then in fucking five years, everyone's like, it was a masterpiece. What's it's wrong with a catchy it, song it's, now? It's what everyone's going to be trying to do for the next three years until he puts out another record. It's, mm-hmm. it's fucking. He's still the master. Dude, yeah, he's still the Absolutely. goddamn master. Listen to that in that Kanye record, and you'll be like, oh my God. It's like, it's <laughs> like a dude that completely gets it and a guy that is so you know it's a shame too I was actually thinking about it today because a Kanye song came on my iPod but I really really love the first two Kanye oh, yeah. West records yeah. I mean they he are talk fu- about weasering they us. are statements <laughs> I mean there's something special and the weird thing is everybody started calling him a genius like after those two and I'm like to me that's where he fell to shit me he was too. a genius on the first that's, two those records those are only good records man eh, classic example you see it all the time in hip hop but usually when guys have success they're just it just takes away everything that they wrote about you know that Jay Z shit Oh, so uh, the title dude. track is so fucking good it's so good and oh like God. the beats and there's real instruments it's yeah. just dude it's it's. I haven't listened to it yet oh, <laughs> I need dude, to because yeah. I like Jay-Z a you lot do. a lot the I mean, fact that the opening track 
for like the first 45 60, seconds, 45, 50, 60 yeah, seconds like of it. You don't even hear Jay-Z. It's Justin Timberlake singing. It's singing all slow. And you're, you're literally like, you lost me there. <laughs> no, oh, dude, no, 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 no. I know, but it's great. <laughs> that was not a good cell we'll play you're, after you're listening this. to it and you're like, what in the fuck is happening right now? And then when Jay-Z comes in on that, so every time good. it gives me chills. Every time. <laughs> I was listening to this in the car on the way back from Thanksgiving and that oh. came in, fucking lady sleeping in the passenger seat and I'm just like, dude, she's not going to know. She's going to sleep. It's going to be slow jam. And it's like, Boom! Holy great! I'm, I'm rocking the shit out in that fucking car. Oh, it's so fucking good. Excellent. So we got a little hip hop in there represented. Um, I, I'm gonna take my last pick and go with a, uh, an artist that we have talked about on here, obviously several times, including one of our underrated acts. But I just think it's important that I say it, and that is Matt Pryor's wrist yes. sweater. Um, nice. I don't think it's his best solo record. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a lunatic for Confidence Man. I just think Confidence Man is a goddamn masterpiece on every level. But I just like what he does. Oh, I so like good. his vibe. I like his style. Although I don't think it's a cut-for-cut cut classic record, mm. I would say that 75% of that record is tremendous. And you he know? gets pretty back to his roots. I mean, there's some shit on there that could be straight up. Oh, get it, kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, and it's it's yeah. clearly the most poppiest record yeah. of his solos because his solos are pretty dark. Most poppiest, yeah. Most another new word today. <laughs> most poppiest, <laughs> yeah. But fuck grammar, yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, I I, I am, staged a grammar revolution against Dan Clark earlier today. That's true. Uh, I am a fan. I um, he's one of the few artists whose record I will physically go to a store and buy. There's not many of them left, but when so he puts something out, I buy it because I want to support him because I love him, love the Get Up Kids, and I just think it's another great piece to an already prolific catalog you know and i'm happy that we got a saves the day record and the matt Pryor record in the same year because of that scene in that genre i think those are two of the most important bands and it's great to see them still active so and that's yep. a wrist slitter through a lot of people off phil cody the great singer songwriter whose record i was hoping to say was going to come <laughs> out this year and be one of my favorites it's amazing warren zevon tribute that he's working on it will come out i'm sure it'll be in next year's year and wrap up but um he saw a lot of us talking about him on twitter like me and saw you that. and he was like dude who is this guy what's going on the the title of the record sounds pretty depressing and we're like no 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 it's more of a kind of a it's a joke it's a joke it's you know so um that was great you know when you turn someone who's an artist that you like onto another artist yeah. you feel like you're you're contributing to society yeah. Well, that's the nature of music. Yeah. Kai, I know you've got a lot more. Boy, do you want to, can you fire some off? I, I can. Mean, Dan, you have a lot more in the pocket. I'm, no, no. I'm pretty tapped out. Uh, yeah, myself. I'm tapped out for sure. I, I hit the ones I wanted to hit, you know. So I'm going to give Good you Lord. another, uh, it's actually a local band here from the Ventura City, uh, a band called Massenger, put out a record, uh -huh. self titled. It's fucking brilliant, man. It's like summer, reverby surf rock female singer guy singer i mean we've known these people forever and they're just it's like we have the most talented friends it's really cool but it's such a good record and you if you don't hear about them now you will hear about them when yeah i and the reporter our local paper uh called that one of the best local records it's that came so out this good year. it's probably yeah. the best local record of the year but it's one of my truly favorite records of the entire year of everything Holman put I mean, out a really good ep this year i don't know if you got a chance to hear that that's a band that's really grown a I whole lot so it's actually. really new it came out okay. like a month or so ago worth checking out yeah uh, the messenger um i'll give you uh, queen the new queens of the stone age back to form dave go back good. on drums it's fucking it is very brilliant good. it's called like clockwork uh the new jimmy world also another band that has been disappointing me for a long time mm -hmm. finally put out a fucking record i like again yeah yeah Took it a didn't while. grab me like i wanted to i really wanted to fall in love with it it didn't grab me uh, wow how much time have you given it not enough give it some more time okay. dude it's it's really good 
or maybe I just want it to be better than yeah. it is. Maybe I'm just just anyway. It's Keep I, mind, really I think Lead American or Jimmy World self titled is one of the greatest records of the past yeah. fifty years. I mean, that's a mess. Yeah, but you only do that once. In a, I mean, Jesus, they had to get dropped to make a record that fucking angsty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, Nirvana only made one. Never mind, motherfucker. But In Utero is pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm also going to go with Super Chunk, I Hate Music, which is a great band. I wanted sure to like it more than I did. See, I oh, mean, you're so cynical. I think, I think. <laughs> Coming from the, literally the most cynical friend that I have. Thank you very much. Congratulations. You raised the bar on, on cynicism. Uh, so I'll go with that. It's great. Underrated band. We'll talk about them later. Uh, the new Pelican called Forever Becoming. Another instrumental. Heavy as fuck. But it's so good. All instrumental. So if you're not in the heavy vocals, the musicality is there. God, it's Chicago. It's great. And then uh, the new Cold War Kids, which is called, I don't even know what the fuck it's called because mine doesn't have a title on it because it's some weird LP version where it's all white and it's weird. But anyway, it's called like Dear Lonely Hearts or some shit like that. Okay. It's fucking great, man. I think no one right now is making white music that soulful. Like it's there, that band just was poised to break. I discovered them. We were in Wolverhampton. They were playing upstairs in another room. I went up to see them because my roommate was obsessed with them and they blew my fucking mind. And I've been a fan ever since. And that singer, it's like what that fucking dick licker from the format should have been doing with his life instead of going on to make that terrible fun band. He should have gone more soulful and used that voice better instead of just relying on autotune that's what this band does mm. it's all beautiful musicians and vocals and it's just it's a soul record side note i listened to the entire first format record on the plane yesterday it's it, fantastic it, it, yeah. it is it it gets better and better that whole band it's is on a bizarre level that band's on unbel- that everything is. that band's ever put out but god that band fun sucks yeah it's we just so you hate, you hate their first record too I don't love I like, it. I like their first record. Their second record. What happened just, to them is goddamn bizarre. Though. Oh, yeah. I can tell you what happened. They lost the honesty, man. It's And it's transparent as fuck. You can smell that. They were writing for radio. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. You, Anybody else? That's that's pretty much my Sweet. list. Well, well, folks, I can't even recap all the wonderful artists that we just went over. I, we can give it a shot. I know that I recommended to you all um, the new Saves the Day, the Adam McDonough debut solo record, Coast to Coast, the Front Bottoms new record, Talon of the Hawk, the uh, live concert ELP, Love for Levon, the new Matt Pryor record, uh, Dan, do you know who you came up with off the top of your head? Uh, I got the new Less Than Jake record, See the Light. I had uh, Alkaline Trio was still, you know, even though Kai and I didn't see eye to eye on it, it was still very good. Um, what else did I have? Biffy new Jay-Z opposites. record, fucking Biffy Clyro Opposites. <laughs> mentioned, yeah, Dot Punk was, you know, I was on the fence. Um, there's probably a couple others in there. I don't know. Don't we'll write come it up later. Around here no more. I'll, I'll attempt to make a playlist for this. It'll come out slightly after that last one does. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. 2015. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, oh. I'm good. Go ahead. All right. I've got Frightened Rabbit, Pedestrian Verse, uh, Biffy. I oh, know yeah, those, Dan. And so I watch You From Afar, the newest one, long title also, uh, Vampire Weekend. Something with the city in the title. Messenger self-titled. Queens of the Stone Age, like Clockwork, Surfer, Blood, Pythons, Jimmy World, the new one. I also can't think of the title. Camera Obscura, also can't think of the title. Uh, Super Chunk, I Hate Music. You already covered Saves Today. There, 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 Double EPs, 
Pelican, Forever Becoming, Cold War Kids, Dear Lonely Hearts. Nice. And John, who Got did you that. have that you brought uh, to the table? I had Balance and Composure, The Things We Think We're Missing, and I had Daylight with Jar. I'm going to throw one more in. Okay. okay. Uh, Sainthood Reps, and the name of the record is Head Swell. If you're a fan of uh, Brand New, it's right up your alley. It's actually one of the touring guitarists with Brand New. It's his band. Okay. Really, really good. But way heavier vocals. Yes, but <laughs> yeah. awesome. Grungy, that, that, also I grungy. I like that name, St. Hood Reps. It reminds me of like like a 90s like uh, Roadrunner, East Coast hardcore band. Like, we are St. Court Reps. It totally Hood does. Rips. Like, on tour with Madball now. Yeah, it's <laughs> on tour with Madball we'll now. fuck you up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Come name, buy our extra large white yeah, shirts. Yeah. Saints be praised, the new EP from Sainthood Reps. I know that's not it. <laughs> Old English stomach tattoo font. Yeah. No, but it, it, that's actually not at all what it sounds like. Yeah. But totally well, sounds like folks, that is a plethora of music for you to check out, Jeez. dig. We'll get Kai to put together some type of playlist if at all Maybe. possible. That's a big one. Um, but check them out. We, you, they, you have our seal of approval on all of those releases, and we want to know what you enjoyed. Please hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter with hashtag Fresh Talk. Tell us what wonderful records we miss because we know we miss some stuff we want to hear what you're listening to and be sure to hit us up on facebook and let us know what you would like us to listen to and i believe next week we will get right into part two of the year-end wrap-up and we'll go after movies and tv and and books and video Video games games. sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to let you guys turn me on to a couple things that I will check out with the exception of Daft Punk. <laughs> I, what's weird is I was feeling the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One day. Yeah. One I'm day. excited. There's a couple things I was not aware of that I'm really ready to rock. So Me too. Appreciate the input, everybody. We hope you guys have a a, a wonderful new year. This is going to yeah. be, be dropping be right before the too. new year. Good goodness, man. Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a terrible holiday for bad things to happen to people. There's been too much sadness yeah. and death and weird shit happening this year. So yeah. be safe out there, you know? And I think it's going to be a wonderful 2014. And we'll be dropping Jesus some Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it's moving fast. Whew. All sorts of wonderful news on see, the way. A, on hey, people, end. it's the future. It's like past Total Recall right now. We're about to see some. And we have way better technology. I don't know. Yeah. We can't go to Mars yet, really. Yeah, we can't so, bone right. Sharon Stone either. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. But have you seen her now? Yeah. <laughs> but, that's that. That's a self fulfilling prophecy. In the future, I could go back in time and bone old Sharon Stone. Yeah, but I feel like that was just a product of the times. Like she was super, super hot in 1990, but now you even look back at 1990 Sharon Stone. I'm like. What the fuck was it? Because it was, was the nineties. It was a different time. Though. I just think it was a broad that would show me her titties. You know, no, like at because, that age. No, it's because of that. I that was ten. One movie and... where she showed like her coos. Oh yeah, and yeah. You, they never showed coos in our movies. Yeah, no. that's true. Well, they never. That wasn't our movie, but I sure shit got my liberal friends, fucking liberal dad, to rent that for me. I'll give <laughs> you a goddamn quite, fucking certain about that. Quite a few fucking remote control pause buttons. Oh yeah, were worn back out, back out on Basic Instinct. Talk dude. about being like an, a 10, 11 year old me trying to figure out how. I can get all my friend and all his brothers to leave the room for a minute. Like, <laughs> hey guys, I think something's on fire. You want to go check that out? Wasn't there a Madonna ripoff? Didn't she try and make like her version of Basic Instinct? She, like where she was like she did. Where she mm, was like God. really? Was it? it was a lost Madonna movie. Like she's super was slutty. It, like, though. Basic it was a much good. hairier pussy. <laughs> Was it basic instinct or uh, <laughs> basically unshorn? <laughs> well, per usual, our podcast falls off the cliff of decency right at the end. But guys, thank you for listening. And let's close with our brand new theme song, Fresh Talk. Fresh Talk.